So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. Mark Manson, relationship advice, how to be in a relationship and not suck. Well, this could actually be his words, but they're not, but we're still in any way going to go through it. So there is going to be more of the intro, you know. As always, as every single fucking day, because it is amazing, because I like whatever the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, before we even go through the episode, there's a few things that I'm willing to talk about or I'm not going to talk about. I don't know. So, well, yeah, actually not going to do it. Please check out the description. It is important. Also, if you're on the podcast, because there actually is a podcast and yeah, it is both. It is actually three things. You can listen to it. You can read it and you can also watch it. It is three things. All the things are going to be down in the description. So whatever you're willing to do, it is going to be in the description or in the show notes. The description. So please, check <laughs> please check out the description because it is important. Um, you're going to benefit it. I fucking promise. Well, I at least hope. Um, yeah, so let's actually get straight through it because, I mean, like, I don't want to waste your time. And it's not really about my time. I don't give a shit about that. Um, because I'm doing my work, I'm doing what I want to do, and I'm doing, um, hopefully, a good job. But we're gonna see, you know, we're gonna see after. <laughs> uh, so much shit talking already, it's like insane, some kind of. So the eighth one is, get good at, f oh, we've already went through this. The ninth one is, get good at forgiveness. And this is actually one point that I do have to say, like, I'm actually having to think about it constantly, and quite often in my life, because, like, there is no fucking reason why you should not forgive somebody. Like, I do understand. Like, if somebody did something that's quite fucked up and quite a shitty thing, and and maybe it's, it's maybe it's not such a big deal, but if somebody's doing something over and fucking over again and it pisses you off so fucking much that it's going to be like, well, please don't talk to me for a day. I'm just really fed up. Please go away. I do just want to be alone. I do just not want to talk to you today, please. You could be doing this, but if it is about something that's really small, if it is about something that's really insignificant and you're just like, well, uh, fuck you and I hate you and I'm going to ignore you, which is, by the way, something that we've been talking about in the last episode, which has been yesterday. Yes, kind of. Oh, it's been the day before because I'm going to record this for tomorrow, probably. Yes. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, forgive the people. You know, there is no fucking reason why you should be just be angry. Why? Like, it doesn't It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like, if you're angry at a person, it's not going to do any good to you nor to the other person. It's only going to harm. And this is fucked up, you know? I'm, by the way, uh, somebody that is just really... I mean, I, I can't do anything but forgive people. Like, I do kind of find it stupid after some time. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I am fed up with some things, and I am also gonna be fed up with some things, and I've also been <laughs> fed up with some things, but in the end, I've always been forgiving people, and I've always been like, I mean, after an hour or something, I've been like, well, okay, it is fine, because it pisses me off that I'm angry, and it pisses me off that I'm pissed off, kinda. So, like, it, it's it's not working for me. But I know that it is working for some people that they're gonna be like, okay, I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm not even gonna have a look at you for a fucking just week or something. But I don't know if this is smart. I don't know if this is actually making something better for you or the other person. And so if this is actually the case, like, why the fuck would you then actually be doing it if it is not benefiting you or the other person? So, yeah. 
So good, get good at forgiveness. When you end up being right about something, shut up. You can be right and be quiet at the same time. Your partner will already know you're right and will feel loved knowing that you didn't wield, <laughs> wield it like a bastard's sword. It's from Brian. In marriage, there is no such thing as winning an argument, says Bill. Everyone says that compromise is key, but that is not how my husband and I see it. It is more about seeking understanding. Compromise is bullshit because it leaves both sides unsatisfied, losing little pieces of themselves with, with uh, themselves in an effort to get along. On the other hand, refusing to compromise is just as much of a disaster because you turn your partner into a competitor. I win and, and you lose. These are the, the wrong goals because they are outcome-based rather than process-based. When your goal is to find out where your partner is coming from, to truly understand on a deep level, you can't help but be altered by the process. Conflict becomes much easier to navigate because you see the context. Yeah, and context is definitely something that's quite fucking important. I've written regularly that the key to happiness is not achieving your lofty dreams or experiences some dizzying high, but rather finding the struggles and challenging that you enjoy enduring. And I actually shouldn't be shouting around like a fucking dumbass, but <laughs> I think it is actually the case. I think this is also one of the reasons why I'm able to just do whatever I'm doing, because yes, I've been doing this for more than a year now. Uh, maybe it's even one and a half years at this point of time, but I don't know. I, I also don't really think about it that much, like how long I'm, I've been doing it and I'm so fed up with it. I think it's just also having something to do with me actually liking it, even though on some days like today, it is going to be a little bit more difficult. I don't actually know why it is the case. I don't know why I'm feeling a little tiny bit dizzy today, uh, which is not making the experience way, way better, but it is what it is sometimes, you know, it is just what it is. And I, I I can't change that some sort of, you know. And uh, yeah, but I do have to say like finding your fucking purpose and finding something to struggle for and finding something to endure, it is going to create so much for your life. It's going to just add so much value to your life. If you really truly have goals and if you really truly have something to go for, which is the exact same thing that I'm doing. Like my goal is to just get it fucking working. The podcast and the YouTube thing and also the social media thing in general, I want it to work. And this is my fucking journey. And this is uh, hopefully where I'm going to get also. The problem then is, what is then going to be my goal? When I've achieved that, when, I've, when I'm having my community, when I'm having some people that are listening to me, uh, what should I do then? You know, I'm probably then going to have some other goals. You know, maybe it's going to just change to, okay, I actually do want to have my own business. I do want to have my own agency. I do want to just do this and that and do what not. Um, yeah, it could be. But I think we all need goals in life. Relatively big ones, preferably, because like if it is really insignificant, then it's going to be like, well, I'm working for it just for a day and then, yeah, that's it. And, and I'm there and I've achieved it. And I, yeah, not good. It's the same in relationships. Your perfect partner is not someone who has problems in the relationship. Rather, your perfect partner has problems that you feel good about dealing with. Well, uh, yeah, anyway. So when an argument is over, it is over. Some couples went as far as to make this the golden rule in their relationship. When you are done fighting, it doesn't matter who was right and who was wrong. It doesn't matter if someone was mean and someone was nice. It is over. And you both have to agree to leave it there and not bring it up every month for the next one year, 100 years. There is no scoreboard. No one is trying to win. There is no, you're, you owe me this because you screwed up the laundry last week. 
There is no, I'm always right about financial stuff, so you should listen to me. There is no, I bought her three gifts and she only did me one favor. Everything in a relationship should be given and done unconditionally. That is, without expectation of reward or manipulating of feelings. Yes, it should be. Just because you wanted it, just because you feel like it is good for you and also for the other person. Maybe. On the other hand, it is very difficult since I think we human beings are just doing that whatever. I know it's not going to be only the case in relationships, but it's, I think, also going to be the case for people that we, for example, want to be in a relationship within. Um, that we're just going to be nicer to this person, that we're just going to give them some shit, that we're going to just do whatever. So, um, yeah. It's uh, difficult, kind of, to say that, like, of course, it is a simple concept, but it's not that easy to work on that. It's not easy to accomplish that. It's not that easy to work with that. When your partner screws up, you separate the intentions from the behavior. You recognize the things you love and admire in your partner and understand that she and or he was simply doing the best they could yet, they could yet messed up out of ignorance. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say ignorance, but just because it happened, maybe. This happened not because they're a bad person, not because they secretly hate you and want to divorce you, and not because there's someone else in the background pulling them away from you. They are a good person, that is why you are with them. If you ever lose your faith in their goodness, then you will begin to erode your faith in yourself. Or you're gonna just slightly kinda distance. Is it like distance? Distance? You're going to move away from the person, I'd say, kind of. But on the other hand, I also do have to say, like, this is about something that I think is incredible if you think about just relationship, not only if it's a love relationship, but about, like, every single relationship that you might be having in your fucking life. I think this just makes sense. Seeing the good in people and trying to see the good in people and trying to think that these people are not going to do anything bad to you and they also do not want to do something bad to you, I think is a good idea because... If you're constantly thinking like, well, I hope this one is not screwing me up. I hope he's going to pay me. I hope this is going to be right. I hope whatever that you're going to be feared of whatever. I mean, like it's it's not going to add so much value to your life. It's, it's not going to be such a good thing in your life. It's not as well going to be just a happy life to live. If you constantly are feared that something is going to happen, that some someone is going to do something to you. If you constantly think that people are bad and that, yeah, not good. Being happily married for 40 plus years. One piece of advice that comes to mind, choose your battles. Some things matter and are worth getting upset about. Most do not. Argue over the little things and you will find yourself arguing endlessly. Little things pop up all day long. It takes a toll over time. Like Chinese water torture. Minor in the short term, corrosive over time. Consider, this is a little thing or a big thing. Is it worth the cost of arguing? From Fred. But I do wonder what Chinese water torture is. Chinese water torture. Is it like you're gonna hang there? Lyrics. I do not want to have lyrics. Jedi mind tricks. I'm on a killing spray, the Cantonese torturing, painting a picture with paintbrush in cold water of Genesis. Genes. Janus. Holding the key, vitality. Or vitality, I'm sorry, this is all you need if you're a different being. I hope this is not gonna get fucked there. If I'm gonna get just torture, if I'm getting like just fucked because of that, and I don't even know if I can actually show that, I, well, I don't, 
Chinese water torture is a painful process in which water is slowly dripped onto the scalp. Um, I'm actually going to read it because I'm not quite sure if... No, I don't want to have this fucking picture there. Please, motherfuckers. I'm going to do it in this way because I'm a little bit afraid. Of course, it was because it might not be such a good thing for you to view. But anyway, Chinese water torture is a painful process in which water is slowly dripped onto the scalp allegedly making their restrained victim insane. This form of torture was first described under a different term by Hippolytus de Marsilis in Italy. Hippolytus the whatever, in the 15th or 16th century. The term Chinese water torture may have arised from Chinese water torture cell, a feat of escapology introduced in Berlin at Circus Bush on September the 13th, 1910. The escape entailed uh, Harry Houdini being bound and suspended upside down in a locked glass and steel cabinet full to overflowing with water from which he escaped together with the Fu Manchu stories of sex roamer that were popular in the 1930s in which Fu Manchu subjected his victims to various whatever torture and blah 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 blah. Uh, now I certainly know. Now I certainly know. Which is good I guess. Maybe. The tenth thing, the little things add up to big things. If you don't take the time to meet for lunch, go for a walk or go out to dinner and a movie with someone regular, regularity, movie with some regularity, then you basically end up with a roommate. Staying connected through life's ups and downs is critical. Eventually, your kids grow up, your obnoxious brother-in-law will join a monastery and your parents will die. When that happens, guess who's left? You got it, Mr. and Mrs. Wright. You don't want to wake up 20 years later and be staring at a stranger because life broke the bonds you formed before the shitstorm started, says Brian. And I actually have to say, like, yeah, it does make sense. You know, you're not gonna want that. Of the many responses I've got, I would say about half of them mentioned one simple but effective piece of advice. Don't ever stop doing the little things. They add up. I would say so. And I, by the way, also... I once again started doing them because I think it, it actually does make sense. Things as simple as saying I love you before going to bed, holding hands during a movie, doing small favors here and there, helping with some household chores, even cleaning up when you accidentally pee on the toilet seat. Seriously, someone said that. <laughs> These things all matter and add up over the long term. Yeah, they fucking do. Um, I mean, of course, like if you really pee on a fucking toilet seat, please fucking clean it up. Also in public spaces. And also if you're in school, I tend to do that. Did I do it today? Because I pissed on it today. I hope I did. Because I'm now going to be like, well, you should be doing it, but I haven't done it myself. I normally do it because I feel like, well, first of all, there's probably other people that want to sit there. Second of all, the people that are cleaning that up do not want to just I don't know, eat my fucking piss or something. The same way Fred, married for 20, 40 plus years, says that arguing over small things consistently wears you both down, like Chinese water torture, so to the little things, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. The 11th one, so we're probably going to be able to finish that up uh, today, I guess. The 11th one, be practical and create relationship rules. There is no 50-50 in house cleaning, child rearing, vacation planning, dishwasher emptying, gift buying, dinner making, money making, etc., the sooner everyone accepts that, the happier everyone is. We all have things we like to do and hate to do. We all have things we are good at and not so good at. Talk to your partner about those things when it comes to dividing and conquering all the crap that has to get done in life. Yes, 
Um, I would say so. Like the the only problem then there is if somebody just likes to do one thing and the other one is like, okay, I also don't want to do this or I also want to do this. Yeah, sometimes it's complicated, I guess. Then there is how relationship actually work chaotic and stressful. Miscommunication, flying everywhere so that both you feel as though you're in a perpetual state of talking to a wall. Yes, the fact is relationships are imperfect, messy affairs. And it is for the simple reason that they're they're compromised of imperfect, messy people. People who want different things at different times in different ways. Very important to point out because it is definitely the case. The common thing of the advice about the logistics of running a relationship was pre-pragmatic was be pragmatic. If the wife is a lawyer and spends 50 hours at the office every week and the husband is an artist and can work from home most days, it makes more sense for him to handle most of the day-to-day parenting duties if the wife's stand- standard of cleanliness makes a home and garden catalog look like a hovel <laughs> and the husband has gone six months without even noticing the light fixture hanging from the ceiling, then it makes sense that the wife handles more of the home cleaning duties. I want to do it. Like, it's not about, like, roles. I hate these fucked up thing. Um, yeah. It is economics 101. The vision of labor makes everyone better off. Figure out what you are each good at, what you are each good at, what you love and hate doing, and the, and then arrange accordingly. My wife loves cleanings. No, seriously. But she hates smelly stuff. So guess who's get, who gets dishes and garbage duty? I don't give a fuck. I lit off the same plate seven times in a row and I couldn't smell a dead rat even if it was sleeping under my finger. <laughs> and it, it is actually the case for me as well. Like, I don't smell shit. You know, so even though in, in, some <laughs> in some positions it's like, well, I'm smelling something that's really fucking awful. But often it's like, um, I don't know, I'm having my, just my, my lunchbox and I haven't cleaned it for a week or some shit. Maybe there's even some 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 moly stuff in there which is really fucked up, I know. But but I am still gonna be like, well, I smell it. I don't like to smell it. But I'm I'm not gonna be like, oh fuck, you know, I'm gonna die if I'm just smelling that. On the other hand, my girlfriend's gonna be like, well, if I smell this fucking lunchbox that hasn't been cleaned for a fucking day, I'm gonna be fucking dead. And this is insane, like, there's a fucking huge difference. And I am, by the way, pretty interested in the difference in terms of um, psychological, more psychological and physiological differences between woman and man. I do want to know that, even though it is a little bit of a fucked up topic to talk about, because there is maybe going to be some, okay, men are this and women are that. Which is not necessarily, okay, this is good and this is bad, but it might be viewed as something like that, which is fucked up and shitty, and I do not want to have that but I still think about it. Learn to ride the waves. I have been married for 44 years, for children and six grandchildren. I think the most important thing that I have learned in those years is that the love you feel for each other is constantly changing. Sometimes you feel a deep love and satisfaction. Other times you want nothing to do with your spouse. Sometimes you love together and sometimes you're screaming at each other. It is like a roller coaster ride. Ups and downs all the time, but as you stay together long enough, the downs become less severe and the ups are more lo- more loving and content. So even if you feel like you could never love your partner anymore, that can change if you give it a chance. I think people give up too soon. You need to be the kind of a person that you want your spouse to be, that you want your spouse to be. When you do that, it makes a world difference. It makes a world of difference. I, I hate that. 
uh, I, I love everything but the last one, which is you need to be the kind of person that you want your spouse to be. Like, no, I don't give a shit about that. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's also the exact same thing. Like, okay, you should be treating people like you want to be treated. No, hell fucking not. Because only because I like hugs doesn't mean that everyone likes hugs. Only because my partner likes hugs does not mean that I like fucking hugs. So why the fuck would I then be acting like somebody that I would like to have? It doesn't mean that my partner's also liking that. It just means that I like that. I mean, like, it is good advice somehow, but no, not necessarily. And this is actually the end of it. Um, so thank you. Um, one of the hundreds of emails I received once stuck with me. A nurse wrote to say that she used to work with a lot of geriatric patients. One day she was talking to a man in his late 80s about marriage and why uh, his head lasted so long. And he said, relationships exist as waves. People need to learn how to write them. The old man went, out, went on to say that just like in the ocean, there are constant waves of emotion going on within a relationship. Some waves last for hours and some last for months or even years. The key to success is to understand that few of those waves have anything to do with the quality of the relationship. People lose jobs, family members die, uh, couples relocate, switch careers, make a lot of money, lose a lot of money. Your job as a commitment partner is to simply ride the waves with the person you love, regardless of where they go. Because ultimately, none of these waves last and you simply end up with each other. I think, I still do want to point out, if it is not working, you should if it isn't working and it is really, really, really not working, and if you have tried, please love your partner so much that you're even uh, divorcing yourself or divorcing with each other or that you're gonna leave each other. Because in the end, it, like if it is not benefiting any of you, so why would you then be doing it? Why would you then be in a relationship if nobody benefits from it or off it? Like it does not make too much sense. Even though I understand like it is not an easy thing. But yeah. This is gonna be the end of the episode, and I hope you've liked it, I hope you've learned it, and therefore I wish the best health of happiness and all success, and also hope that you're gonna be remembered as a nice person, which you can do by being a nice person, so your legacy. Three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here, what are you trying to change, and what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully gonna show you your purpose, and maybe even a business idea, and I'm hopefully gonna see you the next time, so... I'll see you.